first episode of season four of The One Where. I'm here with producer Mooch. Hello. Hey. <laughs> I wasn't expecting. No, nope. I'm keeping him. This is what the relationship is going to be. This is what the relationship is going to be like. I'm just okay. going to keep him on his toes. Cool. <laughs> and we're here with the wonderful Ola Labib and her husband Rami the Wood. Hi. Hello. Hello, how are you? Um, Thank you for having us today. Oh, no worries. Yeah, glad to be here. That's cool, man. So um, this is the first married couple (laughs) I've had in the two or three years I've been doing this show. Oh, there you go. That's right. So how do, how, first of all, let's do, let's do this officially. How did you two meet? Oh God, this is just depressing. You want to tell the story? Depressing. (laughs) You want to tell the story or you want me to tell it? Because we we tell it differently from each other, so. Yeah, he tells, he tells the shit version. (laughs) I tell the real version. <laughs> All right, let's hear. Okay, let's hear the. Let's hear the your version uh, the, first. The true version. Well, yeah, we'll see. Version. So. Uh, Hold on a sec. We'll, okay, so let's me and Mooch. What we'll do is you'll both tell your sides of the story, and then we'll judge which one we All believe. Right. Yeah. Yes. Good. Okay, go. So the true version of the story. So I used to follow him on Instagram. Uh, I really liked his music. Tell as old as time. Yeah, I know. Trust me. And then, um, yeah, I found out that he was performing flying to Sudan to perform Mm -hmm. and I was going to Sudan around the same time so I got tickets and went to see his show uh, and like pretended that I knew him from somewhere when I had we had never met in our life and I think uh, one of the guys that was a producer Mm -hmm. for the show I knew so me and the producer got talking and I don't know to cut a long story short he and Rami ended up taking my number from his producer friend and yeah long story short she set me up (laughs) (laughs) all right so i've had your version what's your version of the story uh she was creeping on my social media (laughs) (laughs) she found out i was going somewhere ended up getting tickets (laughs) set me up so i could get her number and now we're married oh I went to some next level like Juju Witch and I was like, let this happen. <laughs> so which one are we thinking is the truth? Uh, it's got to be a little bit of a mix of the both, but yeah. um, I, the way that you're blushing, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel uh, is, uh, is showing your cards. Yeah. Do you know what the worst thing is? Um, prior to him even going to perform, I slid in his DMs three times. Oh my god! And he never responded. And the thing is, I know he saw it because it says seen. <laughs> so like th- from like 2014, I think 2014 is when I moved to Bournemouth. That's the first time I slid in his DMs and he didn't respond. And then I slid in his DMs like a year before he was flying to Sudan and he ignored it. But he responded on the uh, fourth time. I wonder the why. Time. <laughs> I have no recollection. Of, <laughs> of course not. He yeah. had loads of hoes in his DMs. So oh wow. <laughs> The important part is that they're not there anymore. That's, that's, that's what matters now. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna... But hey, look, it all worked out at the end, right? That's what matters. All right, cool. Yeah. So let's get back on track, sort of. Um, how did you two, first of all, um, we'll start with you, actually, Ola. Um because you studied pharma- you studied pharmacy and you do work as a pharmacist and you do yeah. work as a pharmacist, yeah. right? How did you start? What well, what made you want to go into the wonderful order comedy? I've always enjoyed comedy, always, always, and um, 
I've always, you know, like in our group of friends, like always been like the hype girl. Okay. Uh, so I've always wanted to go into it, but it's just something I thought would never happen. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was at uni, I did some like stand up, hosted some shows. What uni did you go to? Uh, Portsmouth Uni. I don't say, don't, don't this yeah, Portsmouth. Yeah. No, it's because. I wanted to go to London, London School of Pharmacy, uh, but my uh, parents didn't let me move out. (laughs) (laughs) So I had to stay in Portsmouth. Hi, Mum and Dad. Yeah, hi, Mum and Dad. (laughs) So I had to stay in Portsmouth. Um, So, yeah, I hosted some gigs there and I really enjoyed it. I I did really well. But then you get into work and then you get into more studying and then more work and then more responsibility and... It just went on and on. And then um, I was coming up to my 30th birthday and I was just like, if I don't do it now, when yeah. will I do it? Um, so, yeah, I, I went to a grubby pub. Uh, they had an open mic and that's where it all started. Okay. How was it growing up in Portsmouth for you? Um, it's a very... Back then, in the ni- 80s and 90s, it wasn't very multicultural at all. Mm. So... Um, and to be honest, like I had really strict parents, I wasn't, I wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, we, we're, we're very family orientated, very close to my family. My family are my closest friends. So um, it's just your typical minority living. In a coastal town. Exactly. That's exactly it. That's cool. Like yeah. that's it's really cool. So I'm guessing that that came and, well, not came, but I'm guessing that that is kind of giving you a bit of fuel for some of your material oh yeah 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 yeah, definitely oh definitely i think um you know a lot of people say oh what can you how much can you possibly have to talk about uh, at your age but i think because of my upbringing it is literally every day is a different story mm. so it's like unlimited amounts of uh things that i can talk about so yeah that's insane. That's really cool. Um, that's a really stupid statement when people say that, though, isn't it? How, how can you say, like, what what can you really talk about when you're at any age? Because that's really assuming that you could be like a ten year old yeah. and have gone through some shit. Yeah, like, I 100% yeah. agree. You don't know any people's stories. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. That's I re- I'm sorry. It's re- that really like grinds my gears when people say that. Because um, so I was watching the Demi Lovato documentary recently. Don't know if you've seen mm-hmm. it, but. Um, there's a part was where there's an interview on a red carpet and they say, "Oh, so you're 16? How can you sing about breakup songs? How how have you yeah. how have you how much life experience have you really had?" And it's just like, dude, like she's like obviously she didn't say this when she was been interviewed, but she was molested and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, of course. Like you never know what people holding inside them. No, of course yeah. not. No. Um, so you're in the music industry. Yeah. That's cool. So yeah. when did you when, when did you get the bug for music? Well, I come from a family that uh, we have a number of artists um, like in my family just mm-hmm. throughout our history. But um, when I first moved to the U.S., um, when I was growing up there, I must have been like 12 years old. Okay. And that's when I was introduced to like hip hop music yeah. coming up. And then I remember being 12 years old in the school, and one of my friends had like the pencil in his hand, he was making mm-hmm. a beat, and I just started rapping to it. And then there was like a circle around us, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know what, if they like it, maybe the whole world might do this. Like like that's kind of like one of those make or break moments, isn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. So uh, from that moment on, ever since I was 12, I've just been writing and performing my own song. Okay. Can you imagine if that happened in the UK? Put it? Can you imagine if that happened in the UK? <laughs> <laughs> that a kid starts tapping his 
everything and someone's like, oh, shut up, you twat. What are you doing? Only in bloody America would that happen. Oh, my days. That was like a very high school musical kind of thing. Oh, like, yeah. you all, like, a beat starts tapping. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, then somewhere, like, a violin starts playing. <laughs> and then it all just, like, comes together. Yeah. It's but, like a high school musical. That is really cool, though. Yeah. Like, we did do, we had something kind of similar, like, in growing up in the UK where well in a London UK mm. where in the playground we had something called um clashes so pe the the popular kids would get would give around and they would just start emceeing emceeing and rap battling yeah, with yeah. each other and yeah so yeah. that's kind of similar thing I think it was maybe just uh, the thing at the time mm. and this is like early 2000s so okay. what are you what are you trying to say <laughs> what no I'm just saying that's thing at the time <laughs> people start freestyling out of nowhere and nah. oh. yeah. i went to school in the 90s we didn't do any of that so. <laughs> oh, the middle school you guys told jokes you guys told jokes no we didn't we got on with our lives <laughs> I'm just gonna sit See, that's back the and let these That's the difference between American schools and British schools. We actually have fun. <laughs> <laughs> they, they allow us to be kids. <laughs> we had fun. We had fun. We had, yeah, we, we did. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Hey. Oh. Oh my god. I'm actually joking. What we did in school, that was fun. I can't think of anything. No, uh, that was our fun, actually. Just kicking cat. We kicked cans on, on the a concrete I playground. I we kicked cats. <laughs> so, that might, too. You might have to, yeah, you might have to cut that one out. When no, 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 no. We've got the RSPCA on our backs. <laughs> but only when the cans weren't available. That yeah. Was, yeah, that's Then you kicked the cats. Yeah. Oh, that's okay. um, so, were there, any creative were there any creative people in your family? No, I don't think so. <laughs> Your little brother is very creative. Which which one? The only little brother you have. Oh, my baby brother. <laughs> I've got two oh, little oh, brothers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's creative uh, with what? No, he's not. No, I don't think so. No. Uh, uh, oh, my brother's a, a, a art director. Okay. Like your little brother. Your little brother. No, no, no. He's only uh, yeah younger brother. He's a year younger than me. Okay, cool. He's a creative director, but he studied engineering mm. like originally. But do you mean like in the arts kind? Of yeah, thing? in the arts. Uh, no. Okay. So when did you get the bug for performing? Well, my dad's like a performer, isn't he, Rami? You love my dad. He likes you? he likes to put the spotlight on himself a lot. <laughs> Let's just say that. My dad's a really, really, really funny guy. He's a really yeah. funny guy. He just gets upset because he's like, Rami's the centre of the jokes now. He kind of uh, <laughs> yeah. takes over a little bit. That's why he's like... <laughs> hey, but I go right back at him now. Good. In the beginning, I was like, you know what? Let me be respectful. This is uh, my wife's father. Now, you're like, now I was like, you know what? I'm coming right back at you. <laughs> now you're like, fuck that guy. Yeah. I got my citizenship now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the thing is, like, we laugh at it. My brothers all got uh, together for Eid, and my dad was really picking on Rami. And Rami's like, you like to talk shit, don't you? And we were all laughing. And all of a sudden, all my brothers just went in. They were like, what? <laughs> yeah. You just have to sit there and deal with it. <laughs> um, that's a, that's another that's a question actually. Um, so how was this Ramadan for you guys compared to the last one, or the last or ones or ones that's just gone? 
Well, this is our second Ramadan together. Yeah. And uh, I think this is our first one, like, spending it with, like, her family. Because mm-hmm. uh, we moved down. Yeah. Originally, we lived in a, a shithole called Wigan, like, last Ramadan. <laughs> yeah. And, we like, Wigan. we were in lockdown, so there was literally nothing to do. It was so dark and it was so miserable. And because I worked in a hospital, like, I couldn't go out because of risk of spread of COVID. There was no vaccines at the time. Um, so we were a lot more isolated. But this Ramadan, it's a little bit more kind of open. So yeah, it's more flexible now. You do so. it a lot more, mm. I think. Yeah. So you find it, I'm guessing you found it maybe a little bit easy, well, potentially, from what from the Muslims I've spoken to, like I'd swear to say this is your experience as well. They found it potentially a little bit easier last year because they weren't allowed to leave their homes and that kind of, well, and compared to now, compared to now. They found it easier last year? Yeah, potentially <clears throat> easier last year. I guess, I guess when you're by yourself, stuck mm. at home, you don't have to deal with like having to cook for other people mm. and that sort of thing. So maybe from that perspective, I, I worked all of last year yeah, and um, cool. I worked on a COVID ward so it was really really fast paced and I, I was at work literally mm-hmm. I, by the time I came home it was almost time to break the fast okay. and because it was so fast paced and so busy and so much going on mm. like you don't feel the hunger mm-hmm. you're just your mind's always like on the go that it doesn't even come to you mm. So you okay so what were you doing on the COVID ward so I, I'm a clinical pharmacist okay. so I work uh, with patient contact doing like I do ward rounds with uh, doctors and stuff like that so we it, I, I really don't want to put boredom on this podcast no, it's not, I, no I, honestly I, I was, this is genuinely great I keep going I'm yeah. really interested in this but yeah so we just review uh, medication we talk to the patients and stuff and um, so we are on ward level okay um, and that's where I got COVID I got it working yeah, I got COVID. Like, when did I get it? The so very beginning of it. Was it was really beginning. So, yeah. Rami had to go back to America. And then within... So, it must have been like March, last month. It March. was March, yeah. yeah. And then he went back to America. And then within 10 days, I was calling him. I was like, you have to come. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, I've just got here. I was like, I'm not going to survive. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he was like, okay, just see how you feel in a few days. And mm. so, and then I called my dad. I was like, and I didn't want my dad to come anywhere near me because my dad's asthmatic yeah. at the age of 60. So, I was like, dad, I'm not going to survive. Rami's not coming back. So, then my dad was like, Rami, I think you have to come back. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so you ended up going for, like, literally two weeks and yeah, coming back. Yeah, I was out there for a couple of weeks and I flew mm. right back here. That's cool. Yeah. So... Whereabouts in the whereabouts in America is your family from? Uh, Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas yeah. City, Missouri. Yeah. What was it like growing up there for you? Uh, it was it was a lot of fun to be honest. It was a lot of fun. Kansas City is like, uh, it's a big town, but it's not like New York big. Mm. You know what I mean? So we get the best of both worlds. So it's not like a small town in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Uh, you have the luxury of being uh, somewhat of a big city. Yeah. But with the luxuries of having your own space and not being overcrowded mm. so and really good barbecue too yeah that's what i've heard uh, best in the world yeah i'll say that out loud <laughs> better than texas really? by far really oh yeah wow that care. is who is listening that is bold Kansas that is city barbecue bold. is best she's tried it oh it was really good yeah. i went to the america for the first time mm-hmm. uh when was it like last year september september, september. yeah the barbecue is really good okay i've um just stopped eating meat over the last year so like oh, okay. i can't experience one yeah, yeah, yeah. but like yeah i hear the barbecue t- 
tofu if they do that kind of shit. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's a beef town. It's, it's a, a beef, beef town. town, yeah. So basically, just avoid that shit. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I, I wouldn't go to, I wouldn't go to um, Kansas City if I was a vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, pesca I'm pescatarian, so okay. fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. There's okay, no sure. fish. He's not supposed to <laughs> no, but at least he can wait, eat some. Wait, some wait, wait, wait hold on. There's no fish in the whole of Kansas City. Is that seen, I've never seen fish in Kansas City. Yeah, well, we have a river. Oh, but, do you? Yeah. You want fish, you go to Seattle. Okay. Yeah. Right, Seattle. Okay, I'll go there, man. Yeah. What was it like, culture growing up for you? Well, so I was actually born in Egypt. Oh, sweet. Cool. Yeah, this story gets more complicated as it goes, doesn't it? Oh, let's not. I, I fucking love it. Keep going, please. <laughs> yeah, so we're both Sudanese, obviously. So yeah. my family's Sudanese heritage. Mm. But I was born in Egypt. Mm -hmm. um, I spent my first nine years in Egypt, and then I moved to Kansas City with the family. So that was just like black and white. The contrast was like night and day mm. you know what i mean just different culture uh overall different religion you have to learn a different language mm -hmm. uh, but as a child i feel like it's easier for you to adapt so i didn't really uh, looking back now now that i'm older and looking back it's like okay so this is very different yeah but while you're in the middle of it you kind of just learn to adapt as a child well it's like one of those things where like you it's fight or flight isn't it yeah and you actually wait fight or flight is kind of like the wrong thing but you've got to become resilient and you yeah. build resilience as a child like that yeah. by doing by going through shit. and it's like looking back i feel like the first couple of years where i didn't know much about American culture. I didn't speak English very well. Mm. Those first couple of years were probably the most fun I've had. I can imagine. Yeah. All right. Because um, he didn't understand all the <laughs> all the racial slurs <laughs> going on in his direction. That's why. Yeah. He's getting cussed out and he's there smiling. That's, yeah. <laughs> that is. Yeah. I, I can imagine that was a big thing as well. <laughs> Moose is just out yeah. there like thinking, Ooh, "What are we doing? Where are we going?" Um, now you see what I have to deal with every day. <laughs> It's because when we had when we had immigrants like start our schools, they were so happy and they had no yeah. idea. Yeah. Taking the piss out. But we, I couldn't laugh because I was in no position to yeah. laugh. Like you tell them to say things. Like we had a we had a teacher called Mr. Forster, and we told this like mm. Algerian immigrant that his name was Mr. Foreskin. Oh no, I'm not even gonna go into it. It's no, that's, that's what that is fucking gold. That's going in the trailer. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, that's the that's that's the promotional. Oh, you're a teacher, aren't you? Or, um, or I do work in a school. Work in yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I do, and it's yeah. I'm kind of not really allowed to talk about, talk it. about it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Let yeah. me let me move on. Really yeah, it's on. fine. <laughs> but that's basically his way of telling I us he gets, he gets called Mr. Forskin. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, that was the line I was going yeah. to. I was like, what is there any? What do they call you? <laughs> <Is> there... <laughs> Oh, shit. Mr. Gibbons is what they call yeah. me. Right. They call me sir, okay? <laughs> to your face. That's to my face, yeah. yeah. Like, well, of course, like, when you're kids, like, of course, they're going to say shit behind your back, and that's yeah. kind of like being, that's just being a school, isn't school, it? school, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Like, what were you like in school, Mooch? I was a delight. I can actually imagine what you were like. No, I was I was a naughty boy. Uh, oh, but but I was I was I was I wasn't malicious. I wasn't I was never bullying anyone you, but You was... were misunderstood, Mooch. That's what I'm gonna yeah. that's what no, I'd say. No, I, I, they were understood. <laughs> <laughs> but I was I was always caught for for whatever I was doing. Did you ever have someone in your back on your back? Like, uh, not on your back, but like <laughs> Wait, a Well it wasn't boarding school, sir. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, did you ever have that one member of staff who would be like the Samuel L. Jackson in Coach Carter, like just telling you, keep going? And No. Oh. No, no, no. I was looking for a little it bit was, of positivity. It was more the opposite. That only happens like, in America. Just, it doesn't just, happen here. Yeah, yeah. No, there, there, there was, yeah. It wasn't... Um, it was a bit more break you down and build you up sort of school. Ah, you know, it's interesting. Uh, what's that TV show called that we were watching? Uh, you know, like Educating Yorkshire. And oh, educating. I love them. I love watched them. that and I was shocked. Really? At how much kids get away with here in school. Yeah. In America, I feel like school is much more strict. Well, there's guns there. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here, come, here come the, the jokes. Yeah. That is a fair point, though. That is... But no, seriously, like, you wouldn't get away, get away with half the shit. That kids get away with here. No, I, I have to agree. Mm. I have to agree. Like I, they talk back to the teachers, and mm. the worst thing they'll get is what send them to the principal's office. Mm. If that. Yeah, yeah, we get we get suspended. Really. You get detentions, you get in-school suspension, you get out-of-school suspension. Like, in-school suspension still exists, but we got to remember with those kind of programs, Yeah, they are, because I know some, I've met people who've done shows like that, and obviously they don't show you, they're, those kind of shows are essentially an advertisement for the state school system. And mm. for better or worse, they exist like that. So they're not always going to show you everything that happens yeah. in the school yeah but yeah i do get we i do see where you're coming from like there are i'm guessing that yeah there is the education system is a bit it's a bit flawed and i think that's all i'm gonna say on that matter <laughs> <laughs> he, wants, he wants to keep his job yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hi to all the kids that are maybe yeah. who are definitely listening now that they found now that they found me on the, <laughs> on the internet so going back to your first gig what was it that actually made you want to do it well, back in the uni back in the uni gig days oh um again it's just something i've always wanted to do i've always uh wanted to, i've always wanted to be a host that was like my big mm. thing and as controversial as it is me and my mum love the jeremy kyle show and i've <laughs> always said like i would love to have my own Talk show. I thought you were going to say, I'd have loved to have gone on there. I would have. I would have. Half the girls in my school were on there, um, so it didn't really... You'd have added a bit much. of cultural diversity to the show, so that would be... They'd have loved to have you on. I think I, I introduced you to the Jeremy Carr show. Is it oh, like, the, like, the, oh, you, oh, you, like the British version of Jerry Springer? Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Okay. The better version of Jerry Springer. Oh, you, you poor man. <laughs> yeah. I've never watched it, but I can I, imagine. I've shown him clips of yeah. it, yeah. Uh, and... Um, but no, I've always wanted to be a host. I've always like, uh, I've always wanted to do comedy. You know, mm. we, we grew up like uh, watching like people like Dave Chappelle and this and that. Mm. Um, so yeah, university is a good platform. It's a good place to start. Yeah, good place to get practice. Because mm-hmm. um, if you're shit, you don't see anybody ever yeah. again from there. So um, yeah, that's how I started. That's cool. So do you remember like your fir- what was it like doing your first ever gig? Do you remember what it was? What, university? Yeah. Oh, God. Do you know what? It was that long ago. I don't really remember. Really? Where, which one was the first one? Um, I think I hosted, I hosted a multicultural event. Cool. Yeah, for a for the society called um, Unite. And, uh, yeah. How many multicultural people are actually in that society? Uh, not many. Probably okay. about four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, it wasn't just. It wasn't like a comedy event. It was like music, and we had yeah. um, jugglers. Uh, we had. Was it like a talent show? It was like yeah. To be uh-huh. honest, it was like an overrated talent show. Yeah. But it was good. Got my practice in. Mm. Uh, probably did only like three events at uni, I think. 
and then because second year got really tough then third year got tougher then fourth year got even tougher so i didn't have the time to do it so i did it in first year did three mm. events in first year and then didn't do it again for 18 years wow until i was 30. That is that my maths really bad 18. 18? Oh, how old was i at uni Wait there. Maybe like eight, eight years? I was 18 years, 28, 12 years. 12, 12 years. years later. Okay, we got there. Sick. Well, now we know what university she went to. Uh, excuse me. I've got an A star for my maths in GCSEs. I've not got a maths GCSE, so but we'll move on from that one. Yeah. Edit that bit out, yeah? You're not a math tutor, are you? No, God, no. My dad's God. a maths teacher. Well, he's retired now, but he was a maths teacher. I think if he taught me when he was growing um, when I was growing if he had taught, well, if he have taught me growing up i think he'd have probably quit that oh sorry <laughs> he said i just oh. i was trying to mime it and not just interrupt you but i'm a really I, bad lip reader yeah. that's fine <laughs> sorry carl that's cool. giving him more work to do post yeah, yeah i just i just <laughs> <laughs> no this is all staying in okay. this is like this is this is brilliant yeah. i love all, i love like all the admin that goes into yeah, this yeah. kind of thing so I was going to say. So when did you start like doing things properly in the circuit? Do you remember what your first gig was? Yeah, yeah. So my first gig was in a uh, pub called Apple and Ape oh. in Manchester. So I moved up to Manchester to start my oh, early, uh... comedy balloon. Yeah. Yes, Jason Cook, yes, my Jason guy. Cook, yes. Jason Cook. <laughs> that guy's a G. Do you know what? I love that guy, and I always mm. mention him because um, I applied to so many open mics. Yeah and literally no one responded mm. nobody but jason was the only person out of the 30 gigs that i applied for i, I was a arrogant twat like i've never gigged in my life and i was applying to like the comedy store <laughs> <laughs> comedy store from please let me in please yeah uh, we're looking for a headliner i'll do it <laughs> do you know there are people who do that like there are people who have done like three or four gigs and will be expecting to be to be able to get yeah, the yeah, 200. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like, come on. Same thing in music too. Yeah, mm. but no, but I genuinely didn't know. Oh. I genuinely didn't even know where to start. <laughs> yeah. So um, I literally just Googled um, places to start and mm. Comedy Store was on there, so I was going to do it. But yeah, I literally went through the whole list and the only person that replied was Jason. Yeah. And then he gave me another gig. And then there was somebody there, um, shout out to Sean Paskowski. He was um, emceeing. Mm -hmm. And then he got me to do his gig. Mm -hmm. And then through his gig, other people saw me and then it just went on and on and on and on and on until where, this is where I am That's, today. Like that, the comedy balloon is one of the, is one of the UK's longest running. Yeah. And I think it is probably the longest running open mic because it's been going for about what 30 years actually 20 21 years i believe like i think that 20 21 years 20 years because nice. they start like they had their 19th birthday last year i believe but, yeah they've been going on for ages and jason's just such a legend he's one of these people that will give opportunities to um people who have just up and started and mm. i've always said i'll always go back to the comedy balloon i'll yeah. always go back um i message him every now and then and every year on my comedy anniversary like my first gig mm. there's only been two um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'd shout him out and i'll be like um it's this is literally where i started and it's honestly it's thanks to jason he mm. gave me that first chance um and yeah that's really all you need that's really all you need though yeah. i feel like i have to shout out my, com my the person who gave me my kind of start then kate smurfway because i did a comedy course and she was running it 
And yeah, so that's what oh, my, yeah. that's my uninteresting story there. No, it's an interesting story. <laughs> yeah. That's all right. It is, it is. No, it's just it's, it's it's nice to see how far she's come along. Like yeah. I mean, I was there since the beginning when she first told me, "Hey, I want to gig. I want to do comedy." Mm. And it's just like to see how far she's come along. It's 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 nice, you know. That's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm only saying this because we're on video. <laughs> <laughs> My brothers get really pissed off because I always patronize. Whenever he says something nice, like I just can't help it. I coo. Mm -hmm. But I'm not patronizing you. I actually um That's love, yeah. guys. That's yeah. what it is. It's yeah. really nice. It's, it genuinely does. Like, I'm going to get really sentimental here, but it re you can really tell the the love and the affection you guys have for each oh, other. And that nice. is really, ni that's that's nice. really nice. That is really nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it's because, like, I think the Americanness is now starting well, to that's, that's such an American well, thing to say. Well, it's because, like, it's not. Like you're not, uh, for lack of a better term, you're not all over each other, lovey dovey. Yeah. Like yeah. there is a back and forth between you. Yeah. And you can tell that that's something that you've had to work on, and it's just been, and you're out, yeah. and you're kind of out. The I think it's again. best to just like be ourselves with each other, not yeah. not overly all <laughs> lovey dovey. And, no. Who's who, you know? Who the fuck's got time for that anyway? Yeah. Like that nonsense. Yeah. So, what's the biggest crowd? <laughs> Guys, you made it through part one, so why don't you click up and go to part two for the rest of this conversation. See you there.